0: Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Becky Love the Chat, the special Royal Rumble 1992 edition. Well, be a little bit better than that. I mean, give us (laughs) give us a real woo.
1: Well, now I feel like I'm on the spot.
0: Woo. I mean, was it fair to Flair? That's what we really really, need to know.
1: Thing is, it wasn't. It wasn't fair to Flair, and you'll hear about that (laughs) 25 times at least.
0: So, Royal Rumble 1992. Here we are. Readily available on Peacock. Yep. Gotta say, one of the more enjoyable Royal Rumbles of the 90s, right? Yeah, At it least was good. of the early nineties. Really good. And what we're gonna do, uh, if you heard on our last episode, we kind of gave you a break point to tell you, okay, you know, now we're gonna go into the after the rumble. But now this episode is just devoted to the Royal Rumble itself. We're still gonna talk about the best match, mullets, costumes. We didn't have a ton of matches, so it's gonna kinda be um, that part of it'll go pretty quick, but we're gonna run through the matches, run through some promos. And I talk about a really dope rumble, really good winner, really good situation. So the Royal Rumble.
1: You're a really good situation.
0: I try. The Royal Rumble uh, took place on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety two, the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. And here, hot off just watching it, I'm your host Pat, my co host Jen.
1: What's up?
0: And we're ready to get into it. Um, these yeah. episodes are going to be a little bit looser when we get to some of the special events. Jen's already got her beer cracked. I'll have mine in a little bit. Um, but we're really just trying to highlight what we really enjoyed about these and just, just give you our overview. So
1: Watch out. This is a strong, strong MIG Ultra.
0: But it is in an aluminum bottle. So Amiga- what does that mean?
1: It means I feel like I'm at a ball game.
0: Feels like you're there.
1: I feel like I'm right at a ball game with this aluminum bottle. But. It's only a twelve-ouncer. Those ones at the ball games are like sixteen ounce
0: I know. I made a mistake when I bought them at the store. So yeah,
1: good job. <laughs> we
0: have in this Rumble, we only have five total matches. So the matches that we had.
1: Wait, but just to squeeze in here, isn't that um normal for a Royal Rumble? Like, because usually the Rumble takes up a good hour of the program.
0: Sometimes, but I mean, like when I, when I look at it, we probably under normal circumstances. So. There was one dark match. Uh, We did not see that dark match. It was Chris Walker against the Brooklyn Brawler.
1: Who's Chris Walker? Uh, I don't know. You you keep going. I'm gonna. He was uh, Conan,
0: the wrestler Conan. Okay. Um, But we had Chris Walker versus the Brooklyn Brawler, and that was a dark match. The other matches we had were were new. The new in order of the matches: the New Foundation versus the Orient Express, Roddy Piper versus the Mountie for the IC title. The Beverly Brothers versus the Bushwhackers and the Natural Disasters versus the LOD for the Tag Team Championship and then the Rumble. So I would say normally we may not have had one of these extra tag team matches, but we would have definitely had the WWF Championship match and that would have been probably a half hour.
1: That's right. That's right. Because this Rumble champion. was for the championship. Maybe that's why because I was like, that's weird that there's three of these four matches are tag team matches, but that's probably why.
0: Because what else could you do? So we'll get started. Um, let's. Let I mean nothing against any of the people that are here, living, dead, or anything like that. Our wrestling rewatch is strictly just about us enjoying the product we have in front of us and commenting on the product and characters we have in front of us. That's what we're gonna do on our podcast. So I'm gonna start with the worst match.
1: Oh, you're not gonna go in order?
0: I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up because actually the rumble is the best match this time, so it works out pretty well. At least I think. I agree. I'm going to start with the Beverly Brothers and the Bushwhackers. (laughs)
1: Oh, you don't say? That one's the worst match?
0: This is vintage Bushwhackers.
1: It's hard to watch.
0: It's difficult to watch. Unless you really want the nostalgia from the Bushwhackers. They are chewing up screen time.
1: It's 15 minutes.
0: And it's just... Of your life. That comes on you. (laughs) If you've seen a Bushwhackers match, you know exactly what this is.
1: And you know you gotta love them with their bushwhacking ways, but is there
0: a James sighting? Uh huh. And it's just a little bit, you know. I, I gotta say, uh, of the card, obviously dark match not included, but of the card, definitely not my, <laughs> definitely not my favorite match. Sorry guys, um, sorry to all the participants involved. You guys tried, but uh, not a great match, right?
1: No, and I'm gonna say the match after this match was LOD Natural Disasters. And normally, for, like, a Natural Disasters match, I kind of, like, glaze over a little bit. Like, no no offense. No offense. But this match seemed amazing. Like, I was really into this LOD Natural Disaster match because it was after this Beverly Brothers situation. Well, you would... With, the,
0: with the Bushwhackers. So, see, on my rating scale, I actually had the new Foundation Orient Express as mm-hmm. the next worst match. Only because... We we know where Owen Hart's going to go. We know where Hart's going to go. It's just the Orient Express side isn't as compelling.
1: You know what it is? And I'm actually going to agree with you. Because I think that match is way too long. Agree. I like the energy. Love me some Owen Hart. Like, it has the things I like in an Owen Hart match. But this is like a 17, over 17 minute match. And it just, it feels like it drags after a while.
0: It's really a good, I think what it does is a really good showcase and good introduction. It's getting the the live crowd like up and hype because it's the first televised match, but it's a great thing to to nestle in cuz Owen Hart really performs really well. Nineheart Hart performs really well.
1: Yeah, and, and it's fun to see them as a tag team cuz it's yeah. very short-lived. Like you, it's not going to happen that often. So
0: But it's really enjoyable. And it really does kind of launch Owen um into our lives. He's going to be here um until his unfortunate passing but he's going to be here throughout all of our 90s rewatch and we are both own heart fans we love him yeah Uh, we love his energy we love everything about him um when i was a kid wasn't as much of a fan he reminded me a lot of go figure my little brother um but (laughs) uh now it's just he's so great he was
1: just america or canada's little brother
0: yeah and (laughs) and he's so good the heel that he plays, everything yeah. that he does is so good. And it was it's just really good to see him and get him to showcase and start to see where he's on the rise.
1: Yeah. And this is also like, you know, you get to see him as a face, as a shiny new little baby face. And he doesn't stay that way very long. So, you know.
0: But overall... And I he's mean, wearing genie pants. I know. I know. And I think he continues those with Coco Beware, too. He, he does. Because that that's
1: also new foundation, isn't it, Called Yeah, I yeah.
0: believe so. But it, it was... You know, under normal circumstances this would be you know, if there was eight matches, this might be like the fifth, sixth, like it was, you know, fifth or, or fourth. Sure. It just because there's so little matches and how good the rumble is this year. There's
1: some real fun stuff happening in this match. I mean, that's not it's entertaining, but it's also it drags. So yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree.
0: And the next match I would say is that Natural Disasters L O D match. hmm Uh also another really good entertaining match. Yeah natural disasters really on their game they're really imposing they do a lot of the things that you expect men of that size to do um the costume choices as uh, you always bring up Jen a little bit a <laughs> little bit difficult but um nothing no. against them just no. it's just that tight uh, bikini cut
1: it's the bikini cut it's the high bikini the high bikini It's
0: that early 90s singlet
1: like we gotta cut real close to stuff that Needs to stay. I think under know, material. Like,
0: like I think it's playing a very I think rating people's costumes. It's I a f- risky
1: game we're playing.
0: I feel like it should start with pants, right? Like, I'm fine <laughs> if you're wearing pants. Then from... Are we t- wait.
1: Are we talking about specifically wrestlers who are also men?
0: Yes, okay. male wrestlers. So I feel okay. like pants. I feel like if you're gonna do the singlet, you gotta go that like mid '90s own hard singlet mm-hmm. where you're like rocking the singlet that has like it's like boxer brief singlet. So I agree. That goes down.
1: I agree. Or um, Brett, where you have the pants. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Like Owen Hart. I'm, I'm saying classy. Let's singlet. start with pants.
0: Then the singlet. If you have,
1: or uh the Steiner brothers.
0: Steiner brothers too. Yeah. If you feel that you need to wrestle in just you know your wrestling tights, just the the black really um, is is I'm helpful. Talking about
1: the the tidy the tidy whiteies.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Tidy blackies. The black is helpful. Black, yeah, because DiBiase,
1: like. Stone Cold. Mm-hmm.
0: Even nice. Ra- like
1: Razor, I feel like he it's okay. Like on him, like he Duh. probably has, but he I feel like has support. It doesn't feel as um like Bob Backlund feels like a whole another whole another category. Of- it's
0: tough, and especially some of the older guys when they come in, you're like, really? Like we got to be here. But um again, that's just a little bit of a, a costume. Uh- yeah,
1: well, we don't want to,
0: you know. No, well it's it's funny. I don't we- want to
1: shit on anyone's wrestling gear. No, here, but-
0: no. Well, it's funny because when we do get actually to the Rumble. And we get to the second half of the Rumble, it's just, like, all the older guys, you know, Hacksaw, like, everybody coming in, they all have their own very specific color. It's, like, he is p- super blue, and, like, Hulk Hogan's super yellow, and, like, you could just identify them, but it's just, like, after, it's a lot for, the, like, the mid-card guys. You know, the model Rick Martel is, like, he's got, like, his weird, like, all well, He's pink. either
1: pink or he's, like, yeah. baby blue. Yeah. He's got two. It's fun. Oh, but... he's always a baby color pink or blue he is a model like a little baby
0: um but the natural disasters match was really good um it was good
1: there was a point in that match i don't know if you remember when we watched it where um i think it was earthquake and animal in the ring i think and something happened like like a move was obviously botched in in a way where it looked like we were like oh and then you hear animal scream like i'm okay i'm okay yeah do you remember? and that's a fun That's a fun thing to look out for when you watch this. But
0: also, like, it's really cool when you watch this because there's a very specific um, gimmick that Vince likes to run with these big guys. Where they're all talking about how big these guys are. How they're, you know, mountains of men. You can't move them. And Earthquake is huge. Like, he's a big dude. Really big dude. Like, especially in the heavyweight section, any one of these guys would be the biggest person you'd see, like, in real life. Unless you are... You know, hanging out at a gym because you're a basketball player or something like that. These are tall, really big dudes. And Earthquake is going to give way, obviously, to Yokozuna, who's going to overtake the scene coming up in 92. Um, but it's just really interesting to see Earthquake moving very spryly. A lot of great moves, a lot of great action. And really entertaining in terms of uh, where... They go in the future. I feel like this is kind of like an apex almost for the natural disaster. They're really good in this match. Like it's a really entertaining match. I, I remember this being one of the more entertaining matches that I saw with them. I don't know how you feel about that, Jen.
1: No, I actually, I agree. I agree. And, um, LOD was on point, classic yeah. LOD. Um, earthquake was a, a sumo wrestler, like in real life. I know. So like, that's, you know, why
0: he's, and he's probably only like 35 yeah. at this point.
1: And also like, I just kind of want to go back to something you said about Vince, he, liking gimmicks i mean what are wow. you talking about vince likes gimmicks
0: we'll talk about one <laughs> one of my favorite uh royal rumble eliminations very soon but uh the last match we have is going to be roddy piper he's rowdy now the uh IC champion right or about mm-hmm. to be the IC no. champion
1: mountie is the taking IC it from, champion. from the mountie yeah well okay just to go back to this other match with the natural disasters and
0: okay my fault um
1: no, you're fine. And Legion of Doom just for one second is that that was actually a title match. Legion of Doom has the belts. Natural Disasters win, but they win from a DQ, so they don't get it. But I just thought we had it. Well, yeah, that's got to a- throw that in there for uh, you
0: know. My fault. That's, oh, it's that's... not your fault. At all. No, no, that's I'm funny. saying that's that's the standard. Of course, but Yeah. And and this was this was only, you know, it's only a 10-minute match. So it was I know. quick, it was good.
1: It's a it's a, a long enough match to to keep you entertained without it being too long.
0: So who we have now in the match is we have The Mountie who got the belt from Bret Hart.
1: Bret Hart has 104 Fever and he's wrestling. I mean, I don't know what you expect. From flu him. is true. Flu is true. And we here, I uh, Becky left the chat or
0: We subscribe to the Flu's Flu
1: is True. Flu
0: truthers.
1: 100%. Otherwise known as Fluthers.
0: And through our flu thing. <laughs> we agree. Flu is true. Um, but Rowdy Piper is going to go ahead and, within five minutes, take that, just squap that right from the hands of the Mountie. Yeah,
1: it's now he's in the NYC champion. Yeah, I like it. I like he to comes see out it.
0: And his regalia. His
1: promo's great beforehand about mm-hmm. how he's going to take it and he's very upset. Very upset that Mountie keeps calling his kilt a skirt. It is not a skirt. It's a kilt and he's going to put that belt right over it.
0: And he does. In terms of in terms of you know, kind of hopes. Like, Roddy Piper would have been the guy of all the guys. Now, I do love Macho Man. I don't know if he would have been able to hang with it. But, like, Roddy Piper would have been a guy I wish was, like, like five years younger and was somehow there during the Attitude Era when we get there. Because, like, he just seemed like he would have that kind of wild energy. Yeah. You know? And I just... I wish that he would have been, like, in his prime and able to do that. Like... More, more video game wise than anything else. Like sometimes we're gonna break in, especially on stuff like this, into that like video game realm of like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you could take this person to put them there? He's like a guy that really I think would he would have had a lot of fun. He would have been really cool with that stuff, especially like later on. We'll get to that Goldust match where he has that like brawl like that. Just seems like that would have fit right in the hardcore division in the uh, Attitude Era.
1: Yeah, and I just I just looked up. Um, he doesn't come back until two thousand three, like with the. With the merge to WWE. So like Roddy Piper? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. He does come back, but it's not till after the Attitude Era.
0: No, but I'm just talking about age-wise. Like, like right now, he's oh, part if of he that old like guard. This, like or even younger. if he was
1: this age in 1999 yeah. in the WWE. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. You know,
0: like, if he was five years younger, so he would just be there for a while. You know, because he just, he has that energy, and he really brings it in this match. He really makes you be like, all right, I could deal with a, you know, a Roddy Piper IC reign. This could be fun. yeah. So we are kids of the 90s, right? So we're born in the 80s, come of age during the 90s. And Roddy Piper, at this point, we've established he's 37.
1: Yeah, I think he's 37.
0: And I I'd, kn- I'd heard from, like, older cousins, older people about, like, Piper's Pit, but, like, never saw it. And that was, like, the funeral parlor type stuff that was going on um, and all this other stuff that we get to see now. But, like, what was your experience with him as a as a wrestling female fan uh for as long as you were pretty similar to
1: yours i never saw the piper's pit i i mean this is about when i started watching wrestling if not i wasn't even that invested yet so yeah i didn't know that i mean i knew who he was obviously and I, i didn't have that relationship where i knew about like i didn't know piper's pit i didn't know him as like the crazy heel that he was like i didn't you know have that
0: yeah and and this is this is one of those things that's really cool when you go back and dive into it a little and you think about some of the wrestlers that you liked especially if you're you know coming back and experiencing this now because it is on peacock like roddy piper legend yeah and this is a really cool like kind of almost send off in a way because he's going to be gone pretty soon like he's going to kind of leave from tv and just kind of be out and he's going to come back in a few times and my experiences with him is I remember this Rumble a little bit, but then I remember him later on down the line when he becomes the president of the WWF and he's the guest referee and all that kind of good stuff. I remember oh, that later version of him.
1: That's right. He becomes the president. Uh huh.
0: Remember, he's the guest referee at the WrestleMania match.
1: Yes. So yeah. it's
0: like that's the few other times that we kind of see him. Obviously, you know, you could bring up the Wikipedia page. You can look at it. He continues to go on. He's in WCW, um, and I also remember him like. In my early twenties, when a lot of people really liked his like B level, like I think there were trauma movies or something like that. Um, Wait, what tra- kind of movies? Trauma, I think it's called like Trauma.
1: What's that? What's...
0: It's like a studio that made these like B level movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check, but I think he was in him. I think he was in like not like Toxic Avenger, but like movies of like that quality, like really like low budget, because they they make fun of him. point. Are we point
1: talking like Sharknado.
0: Yes, but we're talking that they're like weird sharknado mm. movies, like weir- weird unlike
1: perfectly normal, sensible sharknados. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Weird sharknados.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're called trauma movies. Like I feel like that's like you know, like literally like toxic Avenger, like these like wild like surf ninjas. Remember that movie?
1: Mm-mm. No. But when like... you say to me "surf ninjas," I think of Sharknadoes. So I feel like I'm just gonna put in my head that Roddy Piper was in a lot of Sharknado-ish movies. Uh, Regardless of whether or not that's accurate, that's where I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, pro wrestlers versus zombies was a movie starring Roddy Piper, Shane Douglas, Matt Hardy.
1: Shane Douglas, Dean Douglas.
0: Jim Duggan,
1: the 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 world's best intercontinental champ, Shane Douglas.
0: Yeah, pro wrestlers versus zombies. A 2013 trauma entertainment film. Maybe maybe that's kind of where it was a 2013 movie. I mean, I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, but it was in like kind of like B movies. Yeah, we we may we may have to have a a late night viewing that. That might be a late night viewing. It sounds like a pro wrestlers versus zombies. (laughs)
1: Like it's an experience.
0: But uh, you know, to kind of wrap back to this match, this was the best of the you know the four. That we had outside of the Rumble.
1: It was quick. It was a quick little match. Quick.
0: Everybody got to do their moves. Everybody got to enjoy it. I will say uh, the uh one of the things I enjoy about this era specifically that we're going to go into the next couple of years is that the matches are longer.
1: The Golden Era or the New Generation Era?
0: So in the New Generation, I feel like these matches, those matches become like longer, right? Like outside of the Rumble here, maybe it's just the Rumble gimmick, but I still feel like a lot of like... You know, you could obviously we're gonna get an Iron Man match, ladder matches, all these other matches that just seem like they're longer. Yeah. I, know, yeah, I mean, I don't long. know if
1: if you remember a few minutes ago talking about the new Foundation, seventeen minute match, but that felt pretty long. But I think you're right. I think you're right. There are I feel a lot like of, there's
0: like thirty minute matches and stuff.
1: There's a lot of longer matches that stay entertaining. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, yeah, like the Hell in a Cell. I don't know how long that was, but oh the, yeah, those are those are.
0: All that stuff. I mean, and that's all the stuff we're gonna work towards. But um, that's it for the matches. So that's
1: all you got. We got a new champ.
0: We got a new champ, new IC champ. But
1: we got a guy out with the flu.
0: Yeah, maybe he's coming back. Maybe he's not. But now we need to figure out who the hell's gonna be the WWF champion. So what do we got, Jen?
1: We got number one, the British Bulldog. The new blood. New blood. Is he how new is that? You got number two, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBisce. You got the Debs. with Sherry. One and two. Sherry's coming out with Debs. Um, you know. Uh, you know he actually just a. The British Bulldog was actually in the WW, W W B, the WWFE, from eighty four to eighty eight. So he is like a returning guy. Like and then he came back but in, in nineteen ninety. So he's about to squeak out again and then come back. So is he
0: like twenty eight right now? Um, he's not that young compared to these older guys that are in the second half of the rumble.
1: He's like twenty. Yeah, yeah. He's that's he's, what I
0: mean. Like he's like younger, like the new blood in the sense that he's like a younger guy, not in the sense that he's not been around because that's he's a, like thirty. Because that's the thing with Owen Hart. Like right now, Owen Hart's really young, but by the time like like where we are in our rewatch, we're in that you know almost towards the end here um, of. 98 and Owen Hart just seems like he's been around a really really long time which he has because he has but he's still not really that old and so well six
1: years I mean it's not
0: same thing happens with Davey boy I know but it just but Davey
1: boy was around in the early 80s is what I'm trying to say I know he he comes and goes. obviously he's in different promotions and stuff but like he was here and now this is like going on year two of him being here before he leaves because he's the end you know spoiler alert for something that happened in 1992 He's leaving this year, so...
0: Right, but I, I'm just making the more statement, like, maybe they're trying to give him a push. That's why he's, like, the first guy, because... Oh, maybe,
1: yeah. I mean, sure.
0: You know, there's a, one... You know, a couple things here they're going to mention a bunch. One of the things they're going to mention <clears throat> is no one between one and five has won. Before this one.
1: They're going to mention that no one who got before number five has one. Yeah. So, which may leads you to believe that a number six has one. Right. This is the fifth... This is the fifth World Rumble. Fifth
0: World Rumble. And... The other thing is that, at least from my recollection, going forward, they kind of go out of their way to have the people in the Royal Rumble. Usually they do like two almost kind of sections. We have that first part, which is maybe some of the, um, not necessarily jobbers, but maybe some of the mid-carders. Some of the up-and-coming guys, give them a little bit of time, and then you kind of bring in the heavy, the heavier hitters at the end to kind of really, like, li- you know, liven up the action and then get the finish you want. But they usually have one or two people stick around for a good amount of time. And that's what happens here, right? Because number three is Ric Flair.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, one's the Bulldog. Two is DiBiase. The Bulldog gets DiBiase out before Flair is even in the ring. Right. He comes in to get to go out.
0: Right, yeah, like in, he was out, out within the Flash first, in the, pan. the first you know minute or two, he's gone. Goodbye. Davy Boy's waiting. Then it's Davy Boy and Flair, and then mm-hmm. we start to add some of our other characters. Um, we're not gonna go through everybody that came in. I think it was interesting when Shawn Michaels came out and people hated him.
1: Well, his promo before before the Rumble, there's a few promos. There's a promo with him and Ric Flair in the locker room. Like right. the locker room promos. And it's the first time you see him as his new, like, character, kind of. like with his, becoming the sexy boy persona. He's becoming the heartbreak kid right in front of your eyes. Right. right. You. So, you know, he's got like a, a white and red leather jacket with writing on it and um, his little circle glasses and his mullet. And, um, yeah, he's basically saying that uh, Marty Jannetty's lucky that he can't participate in the Rumble. Because like he'd really get hurt, you know. So he actually did him a he did him a favor, which you know who knows maybe it's true. It was a good call. It was a good call. Um. So yeah, it's the first time you really see him. It's the first time you see him as a singles guy,
0: as a singles guy. On a main, yeah, on the main stage like this. Mm-hmm. He gets to showcase a little on the Rumble. Um,
1: yeah, he's there for. Uh, I have this. He's there for like fifteen minutes, like oh, almost sixteen minutes. So he's there for a while. I mean, I feel like for a while it's him. He's number six. It's him. Tito Santana is there for a while. It's Ric Flair, the Bulldog, and they stay in for a while until the big boss man comes in. And then it starts to shift into um the bigger guys coming out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, on this one you had probably about 15 is where things really change, which is, you know, pretty common. 15 is where you did get Roddy Piper come in. Yep. So he comes in. Then you have Jake the Snake come in. You know, we're not run And Roddy through.
1: Piper's in for a long time. He's in for 34 minutes. He's He yeah. sticks around. And he fought earlier in the day. So the thing about him being there is you know, they keep saying, can he manage to win both championships in one day? Which would have been pretty cool. Um, he comes out, and then right after him is, is Jake.
0: IRS. Jimmy Jim Snuka, Duggan. Taker. Sa- Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. Berserker. Virgil.
1: Yeah, so most of these guys are bigger guys. Um, you know,
0: model Rick Martell. Then we get... Hogan at 26. Mar-
1: the model Rick Mortel, fun fact. The guy who previously held the longest in the Rumble title before Ric Flair. So that's a fun fact for you. And. In a previous Rumble.
0: 20- and 26 is Hogan. 27 is Skinner. 28 is Sergeant Slaughter. 29 is Sid Justice. And 30 is Warlord who, you know, just gets kind of.
1: He just gets it right thrown
0: away. right out. Um, the big thing, big takeaway from this Rumble, like I said, it was kind of broken up into the, those two, two, those two parts. So we had that. It, up... it, it
1: felt, it felt like two big sections. It really did.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was an hour long match, which is you know, really, obviously, why it takes the cake. It was also good because later on we have mm-hmm. a couple that are kind of iffy.
1: Some aren't that great, and some are amazing.
0: And I think the best part about the Rumble, there's, there's two great parts about the Rumble. This one had it. It's really cool when you see the one dude that's just kind of dominating everybody. And that was British Bulldog, at least in the first part. He yeah. was kind of dominating everybody. And you're like, that's cool. Like, later on, a couple of years, we'll have the Diesel Royal Rumble where he does the same thing. And you're like, man, that's really cool. That's really like an introduction to somebody. Kind of to be like, look. Isn't Is there like one Spider-Man. where
1: uh, Taker does that too?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: I would say even more than the Bulldog. Like, the Bulldog was good. But, like, I mean, Diesel just threw, like, seven guys out. Well, and that's it. yeah, that's it. And
0: then, until Sean got there. And then that kind of eased things down a little because they were... To two dudes with attitudes. I would say here, the main takeaway is our final four. Speaking of the final four, let's crack a beer and get ready to talk about the end of the Rumble. What do you think, Jen?
1: Sounds good.
0: So who are our final four people, Jen?
1: We got you, Sid. Mm-hmm. We got your Mach. Okay. We got your Hulk. Okay. And we got your Flair.
0: Okay. Flair's been in there since number three, like we mentioned before. Sid came in, what, 26? 28?
1: Sid came in 29.
0: 29. He got
1: a pretty good number. The only person who got a better number was Warlord, and
0: he got squabbed
1: out. Yeah, he got squeaked
0: And Hulk Hogan came in at what? He was 26, right?
1: Hogan was 26. I think, didn't Hogan and Taker, weren't their numbers going to be between 20 and 30 because Correct. they were the guys that had the title, and so they got to choose between the, like, their, their numbers were only those ten numbers.
0: Yeah. So that so you have three of those guys yeah well you have two guys in the upper twenties, Macho man who came in what was he twenty?
1: The Mach? Yeah.
0: He was twenty one. Twenty one. So you have three guys in the top twenty and then you have Ric Flair. Rick, yeah.
1: Who at this point now has the he has the um the record for the longest per, for the longest reign in the in the Royal Rumble So Rain? Is that the right word? I don't think so. He lasted the longest. That's yeah. what she said.
0: It's always good when you last that long. So <laughs> what, forty minutes? Forty five minutes?
1: Uh well he lasts an hour.
0: Ooh, hey now.
1: And uh point two seconds. That's like a,
0: that's like a tantric session. Yeah. But we're we're here in the final four, awkwardly talking about how long Ric Flair can last. <laughs> which is oh, which no. is everything everybody needs to talk about. But I we're here and I'm just I'm wondering. Are we really at the final four? Or are we at kind of at the final three? Like, what the hell went on with Macho Man?
1: Well, Macho Man somehow got granted, uh, got granted back in. When Macho Man came out, Jake, the snake, saw him and, like, ran. Like, he went under the bottom rope. Because, as we all know, if you go over the top rope, you'll, you'll get eliminated. Mm-hmm. He went under the bottom rope. And he, like, hid on the side of the, of the ring. And he waited until someone else was, like, beaten on Mach. I forget who. And then he came in and attacked Mach. So then at some point, Mach, then I believe Mach eliminates, yeah, March eliminates Jake. But it's not enough for your man, Mach. Because he jumps over the top rope to then beat the shit out of Jake on the side of the ring. Where it's really, the best part about this happening is that you can hear Gorilla and Bobby, like, scrambling to, like, make up why it's okay that then when the taker comes out and throws macho back in that he can stay in they're like oh well he eliminated himself oh that's not well you know the rules are that you have to be thrown over the top rope if you take yourself out over the top rope you apparently can go back in and it's just because he's you know obviously meant to be one of the top four the last four so
0: so on the fly on the fly shockingly The match. They changed the Royal Rumble They
1: changed the rules for the the match, yeah.
0: So, I think we had clear established rules. You go over the top rope.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Both feet hit the ground. Listen. You're out,
1: right? Both feet have to touch the ground. It can't just be one foot, lest you forget.
0: But, if you are beating up another man that gave you a snake as a wedding present, you are allowed to go over the top rope and come back?
1: I mean, he also, like... Slaps his wife in the face. True. So I mean, I feel like if anyone's gonna get um, a second chance, it would be Randy Macho Savage.
0: Okay, Mr. Macho. So we're here. So that's our final. That's how we got to the final four. That's
1: how we got to the final four. Really,
0: yeah. really the big three. Yeah. Plus Macho. The
1: big three plus Macho because Mach I mean Macho is kind of dead on the floor. He gets he gets eliminated. So he's the first one eliminated from the four, and then. We've got Hulk, we've got your Sid, and we've got your Flair. Flair's dead. He's on the ground. He's not
0: doing good. Wait a minute. Let me ask you this though. How many times did Flair die in this Rumble? Because because I feel like I feel like there was this very specific.
1: He di- he died often, in a great way. I... At this point, too, his hair is just all sticking straight up in every direction. It's wonderful. It's
0: I feel like in this Royal Rumble there was one thing that stood out more than anything, which is also. Our tagline here for the episode.
1: It's just not fair to flair.
0: Yeah. Bobby Heenan said it's not fair to flair at least 35 times in one hour.
1: So, I think this Royal Rumble is so great. Not only because it actually really is very energetic. You got a lot of good guys coming, kind of spread out through the thing. It's a lot of fun. The crowd is really into it. But also just the... The commentary between Gorilla and Bobby is wonderful, and (laughs) the the face you're making after you took a sip of this beer is making me think that you don't like this beer.
0: It's not quite Michelob, but it's growing on me.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Bobby Heenan is so invested in Ric Flair and Ric Flair's success as the real world champion.
0: The real world's champion.
1: The real world's champion. Mm Mm-hmm. That he is just, this isn't fair to him. This isn't fair to Flair because, you know, he came in third and that's not fair to Flair. He's a real world world champion. He shouldn't be coming in third. He's very upset. He keeps saying he wants to go ringside and Gorilla says, do your job. You got to stay here. It's, he's like, he's in a straight panic. Like he's in a panic anytime anyone gets Flair almost over the top rope. And it just makes it so entertaining. It is, it's great.
0: He's just all the way invested in the success of his man, Ric Flair, right? I mean, like, that's what he cares about more than anything. It's just the success of his man, Ric Flair. He wants Flair to get it done. And, uh, what happens? Tell me the end. We've got our four, three now, because no, Macho yeah, Man's three. been eliminated twice. The only guy to be eliminated twice in the Yeah.
1: Macho was eliminated by Flair and Sid at the same time. So then, then there was three. And then there were three. Then there were three. And... Flair, oh, and then, sorry, Sid eliminates Hulk Hogan. Exactly. So then Hulk Hogan, because, I mean, God forbid you eliminate the Immortal One, is screaming at him ringside that how dare you... I'm the immortal one. I don't know what he really is saying, but probably this is what I'm, I'm picturing Probably, probably a combination of yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. immortal
0: one and you're your, your psycho. And,
1: and Sid, who is the man of justice at this point, he's not psycho yet, even though he's kind of psycho, is screaming back at him. They're screaming, and like, Flair's behind him on the ground. But then Hulk kind of like, I don't know if he like goes down the, he goes down to like point at him and Hulk grabs his wrist and starts pulling him over the top rope and Flair comes up and flips him over.
0: Meaning Ric Flair wins.
1: Ric Flair is the, the new champion.
0: So he's a, got two belts.
1: I think he's, at this point, he just, he, so there's a promo after where he basically says he doesn't need that belt because now he has the only belt that really matters in wrestling, the WWF championship belt. Which is kind of a dig, right? Because he left, um, what was he in? Like, uh, I don't want to say. Do, 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 don't want to say the wrong thing.
0: I thought he was in
1: WCW. He was in NWA. Oh, NWA. He was NWA. in NWA. And he left, that's the belt he had Um. Yeah, when he went there. So, like, that's the belt they've been blurring out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's kind of a dig at all these other promotions, you know, to be like, WWF is the best. Because he did, he called their bluff. He came there with another belt, which is pretty great, pretty hilarious. Love when things... Look completely fake and kayfabe, but really behind the scenes they're not that different. I, I kind of love that shit. So anyway, he gives a he gives a promo at the end that he's now the real champ and the only way you can show you're the the man is to be the man and be the best and blah blah blah. And it's great, and he has Heenan and Perfect there with him.
0: He's got the energy.
1: Meanwhile, in the ring, you got Hulk, Hulk. You got your Hulks, and you got your Sids, and they're fighting. And like seven. Five foot ten men wearing suits run in. Refs run in to try and break these two absolute behemoths up, which is always my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite
0: thing. Yeah, it's it's. I, I <laughs> don't can, want. It's don't like want on the
1: on the job application. It's like, are you under six feet tall? Yeah. If no, need not apply. Like you need to be significantly smaller than these huge men.
0: Do you intimidate anyone? No. Okay. Come on. Yeah. We're but, gonna need you and eleven other of your friends yep. and family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to uh, attempt to stop these men that will literally just break you in half.
1: Yeah. So, this is the the beginning of Sid's heel turn. Um, You know.
0: And this is really, you know, this is what kicks off the run to WrestleMania, which we talked about in our next, well, in our last episode that was just released, but the second half, when we talked about the promos, and we talked about the upcoming Jack Tunney press conference, which we're going to cover next week.
1: Oh, my God. My favorite.
0: But... This is Sid now. He's here. He's angry. He's wet. Very wet. He's always dripping. wet. He's dripping. He's always... dripping Just wet. walked out of a monsoon.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So, a gorilla monsoon? Uh,
0: maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, this... Every a, week...
1: Another thing... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Another thing that was cool was that Flair won this, right? And he's a new guy. He's from another promotion. He hasn't been in the World Wrestling Federation that long at this point. And normally... You'd expect to see a Hulk win this, a Macho Man, maybe even a Sid, like someone that's been around for a long time. And um, I read this in an article. I'm not this smart. But um, since anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation, he won. And I would bet anything that if you were watching this live, you know, have your pay-per-view, you're watching this, there's no way that you think that Ric Flair is really going to win. And you're probably really surprised that Hulk Hogan or, or Sid or even Macho Man Even Piper, for that matter, didn't win this. Like, I'm sure it was kind of shocking and probably really exciting.
0: It really, Even if you
1: didn't like him, he's, you felt a certain way, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it really creates a really cool window, especially next week when, uh, you know, we start, when we get this press conference or in two weeks when we get this press conference. um, But in our next episode, when we do get the press conference, because it really shows that, like, the storytelling is now going to. It's gonna zag a little bit more than maybe it had before. Um, there the characters are becoming, I think, anyway, a little bit more dynamic than maybe they were before. Um, it's not to say weird shit didn't happen. I mean, you know, if you if you know, in some of our lost tapes, we covered uh, you know, snake bites and everything else that uh, went on, especially in our uh, preseason opener. Oh yeah, talking about all that drama. But I mean, it's really now Guys. like like okay. I mean, here we are, and the good guy we thought didn't win, the main heel we thought. In the Undertaker didn't win, right? What the hell happened here, you know? And it's going to set up a cool run to WrestleMania.
1: Did you see what happened when he got eliminated? Undertaker?
0: I mean, I saw it. Why don't you tell everybody else if they did? <laughs> he
1: just... So he gets eliminated by Hulk Hogan, and he just stands there. He looks really pissed off, and then he just rolls his eyes in the back of his head. And it's just so... Undertaker gimmick.
0: I mean, he never breaks k no he lives that he's still doing that until just one day he said i'm actually a real person and i'm gonna be awesome and that's that's what he's doing now
1: yeah he he, what like like a year and a half ago (laughs) (laughs) it's like (laughs) basically
0: but every week we do our uh you know kind of our a little rundown um since the best match here is just the Royal rumble hands down and the other matches really i mean we kind of rated them but yeah i I don't really think it's too great i mean the best regular match, like we said, would probably be the Piper Mountie match, but I'm gonna kinda take that one off the board. So Jen, who are you voting this week as the best costume?
1: You know, it's hard because everybody in the rumble ran out and they're like just in their their did man, man tights. Well no, Ric Flair didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Flair. I'm gonna give it to him in his beautiful robe.
0: It's and his day. Uh, yeah, it's you is have his to day. give it
1: Yeah. I'm going to give it to him.
0: And who are the best mullet?
1: I'm going to give it to Flair as well. He hasn't gotten a mullet yet.
0: I was going to give it to Sid because it's just, he's dripping. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it is. You know what?
1: We'll give it to Sid. We'll give it to Sid.
0: And only on a Rumble day where we really can't choose a match like this. I'm going to, I'm going to propose the best Royal Rumble entrance. Repo man. <laughs> just repo man. Like <laughs> him coming in. Hundred percent. Squeeping around like he's gonna I don't know what he was gonna steal. That's so stupid. And just the energy Bobby Heenan had when he came out. This is the repo man. It's the repo man, like <laughs> Like you're supposed to Like you're supposed to be afraid? Like the Repo Man he's is somehow steal your shit. It's like it's I like, would be afraid. It's like if the repo man was the first iteration of Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> And then you're like, okay. Because they're like, here's Isaac Yankem DDS. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, he's actually the Undertaker's brother, Kane. You're like, okay. I like that gimmick. I like where we went there. But like the repo man, I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm not. And then his gimmick was just, he would he, strap you to the ropes or stuff. I was like, hey, yeah, what? very
1: strange. He did, very yeah. strange. And he
0: just squapped in, Got thrown <laughs> he, out and squopped
1: out. He's very sneaky.
0: He reminds me of the Hamburglar without like the.
1: Without the, the delicious food.
0: And also, like, like isn't the hamburger like all white? Like an all white face? Like he doesn't have that.
1: I just thought of grimace. I was gonna say, isn't he purple? But that's definitely no,
0: grimace. Hamburger. He's just dee, 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 dee. the Repo Man. He he gets the best entrance to the Rumble because <laughs> sometimes people run in like lunatics. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. They, sometimes they hang out underneath. Sometimes they... But like this was just like. <laughs> sometimes they go under the ring. I did
1: like IRS's entrance too. He just walked out like very slowly. Like oh. I'm not, I'm not rushing for this shit. You're mean, not rushing to pay your taxes.
0: I'm not gonna rush. This that, to that get thrown out of this that's gonna, he's gonna win a lot because he has such a good gimmick. He's gonna win a lot. But um, we thank everybody for joining us here to talk about all of this. And Jen, I know you have something else you want to add, right? You were just getting into something there.
1: Um, I was gonna ask if you knew who eliminated the most people. Ooh. The top who do you think the top three eliminators are? Bruce Bulldog. Nope. He eliminated three people. Ric Flair. Ric Flair is number two. He eliminated five people.
0: Okay. And Hmm. Putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think who's throwing some people out. Uh da, 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 da. What about Sean? Sean eliminated a bunch of No,
1: men? he only him and Tito eliminated each other and that was it. Hmm.
0: Okay. Um probably one of the bigger guys, I would think.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean bigger like Physically bigger. Well, I'll give you a hint. The top the other two guys, one is physically bigger and one is just WWF bigger.
0: Uh Hulk Hogan? Yeah. How many people did he eliminate? Four. And he's number one, or number two.
1: He's number three. He eliminated four. Flair na- eliminated five, and then this other guy eliminated six. And he was only in there for like six minutes, not even.
0: I I don't know. Sid. That's a Yeah. It's like, yeah I guess Sid.
1: Sid. Yeah. Because he got Flair, Hogan, Warlord, Slaughter. Rick Martel. I'll
0: have to keep an eye out for that next time you watch, because I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking who got the most people.
1: Mm. I just thought it was a fun little, little antidote.
0: I know who did it the best. <laughs> who was that? Rick Flair.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say he Man. He did it with Flair. I thought you were no. going to say Rebo Man. <laughs> I don't
0: think Rebo Man eliminated <laughs> <laughs> anybody. He got right? two. Really?
1: Yes. He got... Greg Valentine and Nikolai Volkoff.
0: I was going to say, did he get Greg the Hammer Valentine? Yes. Because, like, I would, that would be. totally like, be <laughs> on point. Yes. Wow. It, yeah. Yeah. So
1: The two old timers.
0: The Rumble episode.
1: Done and dusted.
0: Anything else you want to add?
1: Nah. Um, you know, just keep in mind that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation.
0: Tracksuit Mafia reigns supreme.